I am more of, of a visual learner. I just get so much from that aspect of receiving information. So what about you? For me, that's that's where things truly stick with me, you know, visually. That's how most of the times the Spirit of God speaks and teaches me when I read or hear His Word. Um, how about you, babe? For me, I think I'm more of a an auditory learner. I learn by um, listening and by reading, by seeing it. I think we all have a combination of different styles of learning, but we have some dominant ones. And for me, when I read something, when I hear something, I get a better understanding of it. And then I get a visual to go with that. Okay. You know, sometimes I get the visual first, but for the most part, I I read, I listen, and then I get like a, a visual. Yeah, it almost like gives you a picture of, for instance, Genesis versus the epistles, you know, where the apostles write, you know, they have their thoughts. They did their ministry, now they're ministering to the church, leaving impact messages for future generations. And I read those epistles and I get what I need to get because God is with me. If I, if I had a choice, where do I want to start with the scriptures? I have to say, I want to go in Genesis because it has a lot of stories and I'm, I'm a person that's connected to people and stories allows me to see things uh, clearer. It's kind of like when I read line upon line, I get a, a visual. And with Genesis, I get the word. There are times when the word comes first and then the imagery. And then there's time when imagery comes first and then the word. But that's how the Holy Spirit teaches me. That's how he ministers to me, the word of God. Well, for me, like I said before, I get the word by hearing it and then by seeing it. And then I get the the visual. I love the stories, but I also love the the epistles as well. So it just depends on how the Holy Spirit is moving me at the time. So either way is fine, just as, as long as we don't think that one way is better than the other when the teacher is the same person. If somebody's listening, who is the teacher? The Holy Spirit. You know, whether we learn from stories, learn better through stories or learn auditorily or, you know, by um, reading, the Holy Spirit has to reveal the truth to us. So we have to rely on him. Amen. So we have um, and it's not everybody, but there is the notion of some people think that if you don't go line upon line, then you can take something out of context. Let me address what that means, taking something out of context. When we take things out of context, it's almost as if we are trying to justify a belief or pervert the word. And that's just to name a few. And I believe that either way, telling stories or line upon line, we can take things out of context. I have a relative that proclaims to be an atheist, right? And he had this this post and it was talking about the Bible and being old. There's ideals in there and opinions in there that just doesn't gel with our society today. So it needs to be revamped. Follower of his makes a comment, says, you know, 
I don't think it needs to be changed. You know, Jesus was talking about love and, you know, loving people and, and different things, you know, and he replies back and uses the scripture and the scriptures in Matthew 22, 37. 37. And he uses that, that scripture to say that Jesus says that love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then he comments and says, if you give God all your love, you don't have enough love to give to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And then he went on. And so normally I kind of go past that, but this particular thing, because he used the word and I know it was out of context. Mm -hmm. What did he forget in that? Yeah. He left out the very next two verses that says, talks about this is the first and great commandment. And then the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So he only quoted part of the scripture to justify his belief. He wanted people to believe what he's saying. So see, I'm telling you the you know, Bible's not true. This is fake or whatever. And he took it out of context to support what he wanted to say. He's going to believe what he wants to believe. But don't be so be blatant to take something or omit something so you can uh, justify mm -hmm. trying to prove a point or trying to convince somebody that, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. That bothers me on every level. I don't care if, if you're a so-called atheist or you're a religious person because religious people have taken the word of God out of context. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, Back in the day, they would say to prevent mixed relationships, mixed marriages, is to say that that is not of God. And they use the scripture, don't be unequally yoked. And they stop right there. So they took something that meant something else altogether if you had the complete picture so it could justify their belief or to pervert the word. Second Corinthians 6, 14, it says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness. So in that they stopped at those few words, do not be unequally yoked together. And then they left everything else off. That is taking the word of God out of context. And called it abomination. You know, so they take something out of context, add another word to it and it made it seem like that's the way it's supposed to be. It's an abomination to God. God disliked that. But if in the full context of that word, of that verse, we could see that there was more to it. Go to the other verses that's after that, because then you can get the picture of what that verse is actually saying. Yeah. In verse 15, it says, and what accord has Christ with Belial or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. So you see, there's, there's so much more to that verse. If you take something out, it just re redirects the intent of what that verse really means. Another person that I think about when we talk about uh, taking things out of context, whether it's line upon line, or if it's a story, if it's parables or whatever the case may be, is Paul. Paul was well-versed in the word of God. He knew it. He knew his word. He was a very intelligent individual. You read his writings, you know that he was a very smart individual. And he read these things 
And though he read these things over and over again, could probably tell you them without even looking at any scrolls or anything, he missed something. He took Jesus Christ out of context. The word was there. Christ was in the word, but he took Christ out. And when he took Christ out, he took the whole word out of context. All the things that he was doing, he felt he was doing unto God, honoring God, but yet he did it in ignorance because he took Christ out of the context of what he studied all those years. So I found that it doesn't matter which way you learn a material without the Holy Spirit, any way it can be taken out of context. Amen. And um, Jesus himself, he taught both ways. You know, sometimes he made a point by telling parables. He told a parable in Matthew, the 18th chapter, verses 23 to 35, where it talks about uh, forgiving or forgiveness, right? And so it was the story about the the servant. I believe he owed the king some money, mm-hmm. and the king forgave him of he owed, he owed him quite a bit, and the king forgave him of that debt. And then this servant he goes out and he he finds a couple of people who owed him money, much less than what he owed the king, and they asked for mercy to, hey, give us time. We'll we'll pay you. And he said, no, you know, throw him in jail because I I want my money. And then the king caught wind of that, found out that this is what he had done. And the king said to him, you know, you wicked servant, I forgave you of so much. And couldn't you, basically you couldn't do the same thing. As you can see, he told the story and the story pointed to truth. And so whether it's a story whether it's a parable, whether it's a line upon line, precept upon precept, it must point the truth. And we love talk about the line upon line thing where he goes into the, the synagogue to read word for word what the scripture said or the scrolls said. And he goes in there, he opens it up and he, he goes through it's in uh, Luke 4, 17 through 21. And he quotes the verse, line upon line, precept upon precept. He finishes it, doesn't expound on it. And I guess he does expound on it when he says, it is finished today, it was finished. It riled some people up. But that's another example. He didn't use a story or anything. He just spoke from the word. So that's another way of seeing that the balance of Christ is that you can learn either way. Just don't think that the other way is wrong when the teacher is right. So the way to keep the word always in context to me is whether it's line upon line or storytelling or an example as referred to the word is to keep Jesus Christ the center of attention. Don't take him out of context. John 5, 39, Luke 24, uh, verse 27 and 44 allows you to know that this word became flesh and dwelt among us. And the Bible also says in those verses that those scriptures are full of him. He is all over the scriptures. Keep God in it. Keep Jesus in it. Keep the truth in it. And no matter how you learn, it will be in context. Why did we bring all this up? Why did we bring all this up? Is because of the fact that we have been giving you pictures and imagery of the word. We've been taking things that are, are going on in our day and time or even before our day and time. And we've been presenting the word to match those things so that you might get a clearer picture of what God is saying and what God is saying to you, hopefully. And now we want to do some, some 
some things with the word where we just go line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. We want to do some, maybe some five minute things or 10 minute things that we know that's going to be little nuggets that you can take for the the week until you, you know, have the podcast again or through your life that ministers to you because we want to give you what God has put into our heart. Our examples, our stories, our connections to the word to make that word come alive. Jesus was the word and became flesh. Now we are wanting to become the flesh that goes to word that we still dwell among people to let them know that God is alive and he is real. And so this was pretty much a precursor to letting you know that we're about to get into some word line upon line style and allowing the Holy Spirit to direct us how long it goes and how, how it will be entertaining with other stuff. So get into your word. We're going to start with the first chapter of John. Don't know how many verses we're going to get through per, you know, episode, but just let you know, we're going to get through some things. And so we might just do a chapter and then go to something where we feel God is leading us to. Like we said, you can email us and you can reach us on Facebook. And I'm putting it out there. And this is the first time I'm putting out there, but there's a Facebook uh, page that I started a while back before we started doing this um, podcast called It Was Found in My Heart. Same, same name. There's some videos in there that got put on my heart that I wanted to share with people but you can reach us there also. So Facebook, it was found in my heart. So go there. If you got a comment, if something that you want to go over, learn, just put it on there and we'll do our best as the spirit leads us. Uh, is there anything else? And we're starting with John, right? We are starting with we're starting John. with John. Pray for him, my love. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your love for us and your forgiveness, your mercy and your grace. Oh, Lord God. Father, we pray that we would walk worthy of the calling that you have uh, for our lives, O oh Lord God. We pray that we would be imitators of you as dear children, Lord. That's what your word says for us to do. We pray, Lord God, that we will take um, your words from the pages, Lord, and apply them to our heart and to our lives. We thank you so much, Father, for the opportunity to be able to share your word, Lord. And we pray for those who are listening, Father God, that that you would just sink deep, deep, deep into their hearts, oh Father, that they would just breathe you, Lord, that we would all just breathe you, Lord. And we pray for anyone who's listening who may not know you, Father, that they have the opportunity to come to know you, to cry out to you. It does not have to be anything elaborate, they can just say, Lord, I need you. They just need to believe that you are God, that you did send your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for them. He did die and he was raised again and he's now seated at your right hand, oh Father. And we thank you, Lord God, for any soul who needs you. And that's every soul that needs you, Father. So we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And um, I want to leave you with this. We all learn differently, but we have the same teacher. Let the spirit of God just teach you in the way that God created you. Don't try to make it anything else. Don't try to learn like somebody else. And, you know, I want to learn like him. I want to let the spirit teach you the way he created you to learn. And I'm telling you, 
your life will change amazingly. You'll learn so much by allowing the Spirit of God to speak into your life with counsel, with people that, that are, are intentional about you learning the Word of God. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Talk to the Holy Spirit and let him teach you because that's his role. He is the spirit of truth and he wants you to know what God is saying to you. God bless. You've been listening to It Was Found in My Heart with Gary and Veronica. If you need prayer or if you have any questions or responses, you can contact us by sending us an email at iwfimh at gmail.com. That's I-W-F-I-M-H at gmail.com.